Welcome, everybody, to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. I am here with Mike Finn today. Uh, you might know him on Twitter. It's Ice Cream Judas, right, Mike? That's right. That's right. Yeah, so if you don't know Mike on Twitter, then you're probably not a big part of 49ers Twitter because Mike has one of the biggest accounts, and he tweets a lot, a lot on Twitter. So if you don't follow him and you're a 49ers fan and you have a Twitter, you definitely want to do that. You, get, you can get a lot of good t- content there. So uh, – <laughs> For today's, yeah, of course. For uh, for today's episode, we're just going to be doing a little comparison between the 49ers and the Seahawks rosters, um, and let's start. So let's start at quarterback. I think that this is the one position where the Seahawks have a clear advantage of, and that's not to knock Jimmy Garoppolo, but Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. I'm only 20, so I haven't seen a lot of the greats, but in my mind, he's one of the better quarterbacks I've ever seen. Uh, he's He's been elite. He wins consistently. And maybe he doesn't have a ton of 4,500-yard seasons. Well, that's because the Seahawks consistently are top three in rushes every year. And he just wins. And that's what he does. He, he makes come-from-behind wins. He makes big plays. And he's broken my heart many of times watching the 49ers <laughs> and Seahawks games. But Definitely got to give the Seahawks the advantage on Russell Wilson. So, Mike, what are your thoughts on the quarterback position? I hate to say it, but you're right. Um, I love Jimmy. Jimmy's – I think Jimmy's going to have a big year this year. He's going to be even better than he was last year. And uh, he's going he's gonna to hoist that six Lombardi trophy here one of, these, one of these seasons. I'm hoping it's this year. But like I said uh, – like, like I called him before, man, he's like the Harry Potter of quarterbacks, dude. He's just a wizard out there. It doesn't matter – what 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 you say about his offensive line? What what is what is uh, how good his running back is? Whether it's Beast Mode back there or Chris Carson back there, he's just he knows how to turn it on when 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 he needs to. Man, he's like uh, I refer to him as the uh, the MJ of quarterbacks. Man, he's just got that killer instinct. He knows when to make good plays. He knows when it's time to turn it up. And yeah, uh, hats off to Russell Wilson, man. The guy has literally carried some. Some pretty bad rosters if you looked at them top to bottom on paper and, you know, carried them to playoffs and even won a Super Bowl. So uh, Russell Wilson is definitely uh, the better quarterback of the two. And that's not to knock Jimmy at all, like you said. Yeah, I think I think a lot of 49er fans have a lot of respect for Russell just because you've seen him. We've all seen him in so many big moments um, against our team, deep playoff runs. And like you said, the rosters haven't been very good, and especially the offensive lines in Seattle have have not been good at all, really, for the most part. And not he at just all. and he just figures it out time and time again. So definitely got to give the uh, the nod to the Seahawks on that one. But then moving on to running back, the Seahawks they got Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, Rashad Penny. Those are their their big guys. They also have Travis Homer. hasn't really probably not really going to contribute that much. Um, the 49ers. They have Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, and Jarek McKinnon. Maybe Jeff Wilson or Jermichael Hasty get on the roster, but those first three are probably going to be the main guys. I would say this one you could maybe go either way. I would probably lean on the 49ers just because Raheem and Tevin Coleman, that, that kind of combo was, was very good last year. And if you add Jarek McKinnon to that offense, he's a very good passing back. Now, we haven't seen him. I mean, he hasn't played in two years. So I would even just label him as almost like a question mark. 
Chris Carson might be the best of the bunch. I don't, I don't know. He's, it's pretty close between a lot of these guys. Um, kind of a toss-up for me, but Mike, what's your thought on those on that that position? I would lean towards towards the uh, the Niners running back simply because of the scheme. You know, it's one of the best in the league. We were the best running uh, running team in the NFC last year, and uh, with the new addition of Trent Williams, I feel like. Because of the offensive line, you can't just say, oh, it's just the running backs. you got to look at the offensive line to open those holes up for those running backs. And I definitely have to give the edge to the Niners because, you know, you had a guy like Trent Williams who's going to bring a physicality we didn't have last year and which, in my opinion, will make this running attack even more dangerous. And then you get a guy like Raheem Mostert who still runs a 4-3. And then you get a vet like Coleman to uh, back him up in, in certain instances. And then you got a guy, like you said, a wild card who, when healthy, has looked tremendous in training camp and uh, is going to be the pass-catching back, uh, according to what I can see and from what Kyle said. Um, you know, so I, I would definitely give, just from the depth standpoint and then just the overall uh, you know, production, um, you know, Ty goes to the Niners here, and uh, I'll take the Niners running back squad over Seattle's. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I, I think that they're just – the, Seah- the Seahawks just like to run the ball a lot, where the Niners do a little bit of different stuff. They bring in Tevin and Raheem to do slightly different things. But ha- if McKinnon's there and he is a good receiving back, that could mean that could be a huge dip, like a just a mm. huge spark to this offense. So, and I'm we've excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, we've we've been excited to see it for a while now. This is <laughs> two years now. <laughs> yeah, two years of All that of money knee injuries. Yeah, 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 that that was. It's it's rough, but <laughs> totally. I don't know. Hopefully we see him. Hopefully we see him soon. Um, yeah. But moving on, we got receiver um, for the Seahawks. The main guys are definitely going to be DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Tyler mm. Lockett's been – I mean, he's been a great player in the league for, for quite some time. DK came on last year. I, I'll i be honest, I think DK is a little bit overhyped. I think that a lot of people – like, he's a good player, but people act like he is – had like an Odell Beckham rookie season and that's it's just not the case and and yeah. so, so that's I mean like he's a good player don't don't get me wrong but Tyler Lockett's still I think right now that they're they're better receiver um they also have David Moore Philip Dorsett uh Paul Richardson he was he had a couple a good season a couple years ago um and then the 49ers you got Debo Samuel you got Ayuk you got Probably Trent Taylor in the slot. Everything points to that. Also got Kendrick Bourne. Maybe Dante Pettis does something. And then a couple throwing guys on the roster. I don't know if they'll make the team, but Kevin White, Tavon Austin, um, Jawan Jennings just got drafted. I don't know how much those guys are going to see the field. But the the main four guys for the 49ers is pretty cemented. You got Ayuk, Debo, Bourne, and Taylor. And I think that the 49ers just have a little bit deeper of a receiver room. I also think that it helps the 49ers that they, they just utilize their receivers a little bit more, I feel like, than the Seahawks do. With the Seahawks, they run the ball so much. And that's the thing about the 49ers. Like, yes, they run the ball, but they run the ball because they're so productive in it. The Seahawks just run the ball to kill the clock. <laughs> um, and, and, they, and it works. It definitely works. But they have – I mean, they use their guys in very clear ways. That's why when DK got drafted to Seahawks, my first thought was like, yeah, that three cone literally means nothing now because if you're playing with Russell Wilson, you just need to go deep and you don't have to have some crazy quickness <laughs> because hilarious. he's going to, he's going to break off. He's going to make out of the pocket plays. I mean, 
we just talked about how great he is. You, you called him Harry Potter at quarterbacks. And if you get those, those second chance like routes, I guess, maybe that's not the exact, the correct term, but you know, he breaks off a route and he gets free. It, it just works so good for those, those Seahawks receivers, but the 49ers receivers, they're, they're coached by Kyle Shanahan, who is a receiver guru, really. I mean, that's how he kind of came into the league, coaching receivers, mm-hmm. scouting receivers. Yep, so sure. I, I think I'm going to give the 49ers a little bit of, of the – I'm going to lean them a little bit. I, I don't know how, how much of a gap there is, but I think that the 49ers are, just have a slightly better group. I'm going to say that uh, DK and Tyler Lockett I feel are probably better because of Tyler Lockett, better than Art. If you take our top two and their top two, uh, just because they're so young and inexperienced, you still have Debo's coming off a foot, a foot uh, injury. Hopefully he's there week one, and then you got you know Ayuk and Taylor, who's a question mark because of his health, and so on and so forth. You know you have these guys because, like you said, of Russell Wilson, who probably get inflated stats. You know, if these guys are on different teams, maybe the, maybe they're not as good. Maybe DK is not as good. But because of Russell Wilson, these guys are amazing. And like you said, um, you know, uh, you, you called it a second-chance route. It's just like, you know, when the route breaks down and they have to freelance and they have to come back to the ball, you know, Russell Wilson gives them that opportunity to, uh, you, know, uh, to you know, present themselves to him and he gets them the ball, no matter where they are on the field. It's insane. I hate it. It's like this play should not have worked, but Russell Wilson makes it work. And, you know, the, uh, unfortunately, you know, wide receiver production is, is a lot, has a lot to do with quarterback and Russell Wilson is so great, you know, and uh, I think the Niners team or the Niners wide receiver depth, like you said, is definitely deep. We probably have six, six guys on that roster that if healthy and played to their, to their uh, physical abilities can be very productive in this league on other teams uh, if they got more snaps. So, it's tough, man. I, I, I think the Niners are deeper, but I think because of Russell Wilson, I'm going to have to give the, the Seahawks wide receivers the, uh, the slight edge, man. It's just, I hate to say it, but quarterback play is tied to wide receiver production. And as of right now, you, you kind of have to you lean that way because of it. So I'm going to give the slight edge, but don't get me wrong. I think uh, top to bottom, the Niners uh, wide receiver, uh, Depth is uh, very, very talented, and I think we're going to see a lot of that this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I like that you bring up how, how they just – they fit. I mean, if Russell Wilson's going to have two good receivers that work with him, guys that – I mean, having those two, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, that's just a great tandem for him to be paired with. Where yeah. Tyler Lockett – I mean, Tyler Lockett is a burner, but he's, he's not just mm. a burner, though. That's the thing. Like, he's a, he's a good receiver. An excellent and, route runner. Mm-hmm. And and DK Metcalf is, I mean, the big the big knock on him was like, oh, his three cone isn't good. Mm. If if you don't, I mean, you can run deep routes, you can run comeback routes and stuff like that, where Russell Wilson's gonna find you because he can hang around in the pocket for like eight seconds, and and any it doesn't <laughs> matter. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, <laughs> he he just he's helping those guys out a lot. Um, the, the main reason I give the Niners a, a little bit of the edge, I think it's just because they have a couple other guys that can contribute, I think, more than the Seahawks guys can. Um, you, and you can make mm-hmm. the guy, case for like a guy like Paul Richardson because he was their number two, I think. I, I think he was hurt last season. But a couple years yeah. back, he had a good year, like a real good year. So He's a good player when he's healthy, yeah. Yeah, so 
it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they both play out. Um, obviously, Jalen Hurd already got hurt. I think he would have been a huge chess piece for oh, the Oh man, heck yeah! Yeah, that one. I'm that excited one sucks. for him. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, two years in a row, man. That's that's awful. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to know we have uh, what everybody deems to be a killer uh, sitting waiting to uh, get healthy off these injuries and uh, show what he can do. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully his luck changes next year and he can uh, get off the bench and actually put uh, put up some numbers for us. So, again, really excited about him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, this is this is the easiest one of the whole bunch. <laughs> the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so George Kittle is going to win this one. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, this they also and the 49ers also have Jordan Reed, which definitely helps. I mean, he's put he's put together some great seasons in the past. He obviously has a lot of concussions. Um, you, Mike, right before we started recording, you said seven reported, correct? Seven reported concussions, but God only knows how many concussions that guy's really had or that he's not even known that he had or that he just didn't report, man. Yeah, you know? so so scary for him, really scary. Ho- hopefully he has a healthier – hopefully Jimmy doesn't throw many kill shots because that oh. would not be good. We don't want to see that. Yeah, none of those dumb interceptions over the middle, buddy, where he where – he, Gets a safety in his ear. Yeah, I do not need to see that, especially the No, oh, yeah, no, I would cringe. I'd cry. Uh, I, do, I do have to say, though, the Seahawks' tight end room is – it's interesting, but I think it's pretty solid. They have Greg Olson. Greg Olson is not the guy he used to be. I, I think he's one of actually one of the oldest players in the league. I think he's, like, mid-30s he's, now. He's definitely up there, yeah. Um, they also have Will Disley, who was putting together a good year last year until he got hurt. Um, Luke Wilson, he's been on the Seahawks – for quite some time now. Um, Colby Parkinson, yeah. he just got drafted. Um, also, Jacob Hollister, he's he played last year. He put together a good year. So they just have a, a good group of guys. They have, a, they have a lot of receivers or tight ends on the roster. They have like five, six <laughs> legit tight ends. Yeah, they do. It's almost like, I don't know if you saw a while back, the Bears had like 11 tight ends. <laughs> they had 11 or 12 tight ends on the roster, and I was just like, well, it's no surprise the Bears don't win Super Bowls. They haven't won one since '85. So, hey, what do I know? I'm not a scout. I'm not a. I'm not a player personnel guy. But 11, 12 tight ends seems a little much. But hey, what do I know? Yeah. So I think that we can. Uh, we can definitely agree that George Kittle's going to take this one. Doesn't really, in my opinion, doesn't matter who he's matched up against. I think. I think he's the best in the league. He he just provides so much. Yeah, you can't say enough about George Kittle, man. He's too fast for linebackers, too big for safeties. And uh, <clears throat> he n- almost never gets taken down by one guy. He never allows himself to get taken down by one guy. Like he says, like you famously said, he likes to run through people's faces. And when I first heard that, I was like, dude, do you know how crazy that sounds? <laughs> Running through people's face? But it's true, man. I mean, go go back and watch that uh, highlight. I'm sure every Niner fan's watched it 100 times. He carried four secondary players from the Saints. And, uh, you know, base, that was like the game-winning play almost uh, uh, for us there. So, uh, I mean, as good as people want Dissel to be, I've even heard Seattle Seahawks fans say that Dissel's better than Kittle. And, haha, that's that's funny. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you support your players, and that's all well and great. But uh, there's an argument for maybe Kelsey's just as good. Uh, but there's no argument that uh, Dissel is even in the same category as Kittle. Kittle is a – he's a unicorn. People call him that, but it's true. I've never seen a tight end like him. He yeah. blocks like an offensive lineman. He runs like a gazelle. 
he catches the ball. I mean, that Raiders, that Raiders game where he did that one-handed, you know, amazing catch that, you know, he, he even said he didn't even realize he caught the ball. He closed his eyes, you know, the, <laughs> the hand of God play, as it were. He just, you know, miraculously caught it, opened his eyes and realized he was running downfield all by himself. Uh, that's actually a pretty funny uh, interview if you uh, want to go back and watch it. But, I mean, George Kittle is George Kittle, man. The guy the guy got the contract extension that he got for a reason. He's easily, in my opinion, the best player on the entire team and, in my opinion, the best tight end. Maybe not by as far a margin as some people think, but I think he's the best tight end in the league. So, hands down, the Niners got the edge on the tight ends here. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I do also think he's better than Kelsey. Um, I think that him and Kelsey are the only guys that can really even be like debated and who is the top tight end. Maybe Kelsey, maybe Kelsey provides more in the passing game, but George Kittle is, he's the reason that the Niners run game ticks so well. Like he is the reason it's not just Kyle. And obviously Kyle's schemes fantastic, but he is the guy when he went down, the 49ers run game was not nearly as good. I think it dropped like a yard and a half or like a yard, 1.3, something like that. It was not as good, and we were lucky to win the games that we did. But we did because, you know, it's next man up on this team. I mean, yeah, is the next man up behind George Kittle is good? No. But we find ways to win, you know, and that's the best part about this team. Like you said, um, Kyle is a schemologist, man. The guy just knows what he's doing. He predicts when people are going to hold players. He predicts touchdowns. You know, the guy's a, the guy's a psychic out there. You know what I mean? He's a – one of the greatest offensive minds ever. So uh, we're never out of it, even if uh, the best players aren't on the team because of, aren't on the field because of uh, Kyle. But uh, it's always nice to watch George Kittle run down the middle. That's for sure. Yeah, and then you brought up that one play where he's getting dragged down by like four guys. Did you ever see someone edited a picture of the entire Saints defense on top of George I, Kittle? I did see that, and I <laughs> thought that was hilarious. And to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> because when he first got into the league, there's a really great story about that. When he first got into the league, his tight end coach was like, don't you ever – he's like, I think he's, they started like a collection plate. Like if you ever get tackled by one guy, you have to give me 10 bucks or something like that. And his whole rookie year, he, you know, he, he finally realized, hey, one guy should never take me down. And he's always had the mentality, switching the ball in his hand, stiff-arming guys, throwing guys around. You know what I mean? Uh, making Buda, Buda Baker look like a fool, tossing him one side, throwing him over the other, you know? Making people look like ragdolls, laughing when he buried that one cornerback from the Steelers last year in the end zone. I mean, the guy just knows how to have fun, and he knows, you know, he. but he's from Iowa. Those boys in Iowa know how to block, I tell you what. Uh, the, whoever's the, whoever's the tight end coach or the head coach over there, if uh, he ever wants a job coaching the offensive line, over in San Francisco, we'd love to have him because they <laughs> sure as hell know how to block in Iowa. I tell you that. Yeah, and and uh, another Iowa tight end, Hawkinson. He's a great blocker as well, and he's almost just oh, like yeah. they're like, oh, this guy George Kittle. He's pretty. He's pretty good. Let's uh, let's take two Iowa tight ends in the in the first round right after George Kittle emerges. <laughs> I I saw that, and didn't he uh, didn't he go to he went to Detroit, right? But he got hurt, yeah. so he didn't really play very much. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see him. Uh, I think he's going to be another George Kittle type. He's really fast, got big hands, and like you said, he blocks his ass off. So uh, yeah, it's a big uh, thing for the tight end position. Not all definitely. the guys do that. No, yeah. George Kittle's George Kittle basically not only with his contract uh, reset the tight end market, but he basically changed the way tight ends are viewed now. You know, tight ends have to be able to block. 
have to be able to put big defensive ends on their ass and, uh, you know, have to be able to uh, help in the run game. So uh, let's hope uh, it'd be really exciting to see uh, some more guys like George Kittle in this league. But uh, he's a unicorn, man. I don't I don't think we're going to see another George Kittle for quite some time. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so, so let's shift over to the offensive line. So I'll just go through the, the Seahawks offensive, offensive line right now, left tackle to right tackle. You got Dwayne Brown, Ethan Pogic, um, B.J. Finney, Phil Haynes, and Cedric Ofubi. I, I might be butchering his name. Um, and this is also the R-Lads depth chart. So if, if there's Seahawks fans listening and that's wrong, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm not, I don't know the Seahawks depth chart hands down. <laughs> so yeah. um, then on the 49ers, you got Trent Williams, massive addition. Lakin Tomlinson, he's kind of he's turned into like that rock on the 49ers offensive line. I think he's been there yeah. ever since Kyle and uh, John Lynch came over. Played um, then, every game the last two years. Yeah, then uh, Western Richburg, um, Ben Garland's the backup. I know Western Richburg's hurt. I think he's on PUP. Um, and then at right guard, Arlad says Tom Compton, but I think that Daniel Brunskill will probably win that spot. He's He doesn't have to play center week one from what I'm hearing. He'll yeah. be the – he's – He's the starting right guard. If he has to play center, I'm a little worried about that, but we can get to that later. Yeah, um, and then Michael Hitchett at right tackle, and he's had a very promising start to his career after going ninth overall. So mm-hmm. I think that it's hard to – I mean, the Seahawks' offensive line, it, it's much better than it was a couple years back. It's still not very good, um, and that's <laughs> the truth of it. And that, that's the, that's we were talking about how amazing Russell Wilson is. It's like he just doesn't have this great offensive line. You know, he's getting guys in the backfield, and he just makes it work. So, 49ers are going to get the edge on this one for sure. I think that a lot of – I also have to say that I think a lot of people think the 49ers offensive line is much better than it is. I know last season it was graded like 22nd by PFF in, in, pass, in pass blocking. It's not – they're yeah. not the best. And, and they get a lot of help from Kyle Juszczyk and uh, George Kittle, of course. And we, we didn't even mention fullbacks. That's an, I think that's another edge for the 49ers running backs. But yeah. the offensive line is solid, and it, it can improve. And I think this year it will improve. Mike Pearson, he got torched in the Super Bowl. Um, him and Ben Garland, they, they got torched. Uh, and, I mean, he got, me. he got cut after, after that game. So that just says it all for right good there. Reason. For good reason. But let's not pile on to that poor guy. I think he retired. <laughs> Yeah, I think I actually I think that did come up, huh? I think you did retire, but yeah, I mean, hey, it is what it is. You lose the Super Bowl, and you probably blame yourself. I probably retired too, but yeah. But I think the Fort Niners <laughs> offensive line is gonna win this one. I do think that, and I wonder what you think about this, Mike. I think that adding Trent Williams is an upgrade. Um, maybe not a maybe not a couple years ago. Maybe a couple years ago was more of a push, but. Joe Staley's kind of – he was starting to slow down. You could see it. Like, he was he was at the very end of his career. Maybe he could have yeah. played a little bit longer, but I, I applaud him for retiring. You know, he's got to stay healthy. He has his daughter. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the pictures his daughter draws, like, for the team and stuff, but they're kind of hilarious. I did. Um, she is a character for sure. Oh, big time, yeah. But I do think just as a player, having Trent Williams is an upgrade this year. I agree, man. On paper – on paper, our our, uh, our offensive line is is definitely better. Um, the addition of Trent Williams, bringing that nasty physicality. I mean, I just saw a, a video of him running over Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead, by the way, is six seven, three hundred pounds. 
I don't know of any too many people who are going to put a guy that big, that tall on their butt that easy, but he brings a physicality that I think not only is going to rub off on Lincoln because they're right next to each other, but it's going to rub off on the whole offensive line. Uh, I love Joe Staley, but just the truth of the matter is, is Joe Staley was more of a finesse uh, left tackle. Um, you know, he was more a technician. He was never really going to bully people, but Trent Williams bullies people. He puts his hands on you, and you know it, and he buries you, and you probably don't want to go against him. And I yeah, love I... the fact that our guys get to go against him every day, like Bosa and Ford, because that's only going to make those guys better. Not that anybody wants those guys to get better, because I, I'm glad they're on our team, because we had to face those guys uh, two times a year. I'd be worried, too. So, uh, but see, here's the crazy part. The craziest part is, 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 like you said, the Seahawks offensive line on paper, and statistically speaking, since Russell Wilson has been there, they've never, they've never put together a, a fantastic offensive line. They've never had a top 10 offensive line. Uh, he's not in the passing game, but uh, who cares? Russell Wilson's back there, and he makes all the magic happen. And every year I say, and I tell it to people all the time, oh, yeah, that offensive line is terrible. That offensive line is terrible. And I want to believe that that offensive line being terrible is going to mean that they're going to be terrible. But every year, Russell Wilson makes me look like an idiot. And I'm just like, you know what, dude? They could, I Just give me a vet minimum, and I will play offensive line for you because anybody could play over there, it seems like. And Russell Wilson still not only puts up stats, but he puts up Ws, man, which is the point of football. And it's just – it's insane. You know what I mean? If this was any other team, I'd say, no, there's no way that uh, they would have a chance. But – Russell Wilson gives that offensive line, uh, you know, doesn't matter what they're ranked, whether the PFF says they're 31st or 1st or 12th. Russell Wilson is the reason why that team goes. So uh, it's almost like Pete Carroll doesn't really care. Just put five guys out there, Russell, Russell, let Russell handle it. So Yeah, and, and it is a big deal that they've improved because they've – I mean, last year they were able to run the ball much better than years past it felt like. Um, obviously not like the Marshawn Lynch era, not that, but – but they, oh, yeah. they've seen that they've almost improved a little bit and their offensive line plays got better. Um, but, but like you said, it, Russell, I think Russell Wilson just – he's like, you just put anyone over there. Just let, let, let a free blitzer come at me every play. Like, he's not going to get me. Like. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, 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 it's insane that everybody else has to put together good players over there. But Seattle seems to just put five guys out there and it, it just works. And I hate it because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's, it doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. It's not logical. And uh, so, but yeah, on paper, the Niners are better. But again, if we were comparing any other team, I would say it definitely matters. But with Russell Wilson, like I said, five guys and that's all you need. Yeah, completely agree. Um, let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. And we'll, we'll just start with the overall defensive line. The Seahawks, they have LJ Collier. Jaron Reed, who's who's a good player. He's a very good player. Uh, Puna Ford, he's basically a big nose tackle out of Texas. Bruce Irvin. Um, they also have a, a couple depth pieces, Rashawn Green, uh, PJ Johnson. And overall, this this group is not very good. This is that the defensive line for the Seahawks is that's the big concern that I have. Like, like we said, like the offensive line, like you can have a bad offensive line, but Russell Wilson will make up for it. You you can have a bad overall team on offense, and Russell Wilson will still make it happen. And they're a lot better than they used to be. They have a lot more talent. Their receivers are better. Running backs are better. All that is better. 
but the defensive line is something that is really scary for me. Um, and, and it's a huge advantage for the 49ers if you're just comparing, comparing the two defensive lines because Niners are rolling out Armstead, Ken Law, Nick Bosa, DJ Jones, D Ford. Like that is, that is just scary. And, and that's after losing Buckner. So the Seahawks and the Seahawks lost Clowney. I don't know if they're going to re-sign Clowney if they're even able to anymore with, with their cap situation. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I, think they, I don't they, know. They probably could. I'm guessing they probably could. But it sounds like Clowney is too he it, well, it's two weeks before the season and he still hasn't signed. So it doesn't sound like he's coming off his money demand. So I've seen a lot of people and I'm talking like blue checks, people in higher places saying, What is Jadavian Clowney doing? Does he not want to play football this year? I mean, I know it's a pandemic, but I mean it just it doesn't seem like he wants to come off his his uh, money demand, so I've even had I've even seen people say that uh, if the Niners can get him on a vet minimum, to go ahead and get him, and uh, because of the uh, injuries to D. Ford and Bosa, or the alleged injuries, or or not knowing how long those injuries are going to last or linger or whatever, um, but it just doesn't seem like the guy wants to play for any less than what he wants. So um, I don't even really know outside of Clowney who those other guys were, you mentioned Reed, who I know is a pretty good player, but I mean, this is like the George Kittle thing, man. This is pretty much a no brainer. We got um, seven, eight guys deep or uh, nine too. I mean, there's Darren Daniels is quietly having one of the best uh, training camps uh, for the Niners. And then Contavious street who I've been hearing nothing but amazing things about. And he's like the seventh guy on the, on the depth chart. He's fighting to, he's he's fighting to stay on the roster. Right. But he's having the best uh, training camp of all the defensive linemen, according to what I'm hearing. You know, so I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's definitely a great a great uh, thing to have. Too many players. I'd rather I'd rather have to pick, uh, you know, a a good player to have to cut than have to play a bunch of bad guys who aren't very good. So, advantage Niners here. I really don't see too much of an argument uh, on this one. But uh, you you name you know I mean shoot we got D Ford who's one of the best pass rushers in the league uh, and was uh, the main reason uh, why we made it to the playoffs the way we did. And then Nick Bosa, who's already being touted as a defensive player of the year candidate yeah. on his second season. And if he'd have gotten a couple more sacks here and there, he might've been the defensive player of the, can- of the year candidate in his rookie year. So, I mean, I've, uh, I don't think there's too much debate here. I think uh, top to bottom floor to ceiling, the Niners uh, above and beyond. better. Absolutely. And the the cool thing about the Niners defensive line is you have a guy like um, Ronald Blair who's on pup to start the year that last season had like three sacks, I think in seven or eight games. I forget yeah. exactly how many, but he's, yep. a, he's a good player. He is a solid, a, like a very, he's a very, very good player to have as a rotational edge, edge player. And, and he's, mm-hmm. he's just sitting there like behind a whole bunch of guys. You, you just he don't flashes see that. a lot. He flashes a lot. You know, he'll come out of nowhere. Like he made one. He made a play last year against Russell Wilson, where he sacked him in the open field. And most people don't do that. You know. Yeah. So I, Ronald, I think that was a play got hurt. I think it was too. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, but this this defensive line is just is dominant for the Niners and and for the Seahawks. It's it's the main reason why I don't have as much of a belief in their defense as other people do. And that's not that's not like a huge knock on the Seahawks. I think their fans would would admit, like, yeah, the defensive line is is in a very 
weird state right now. Um, and and but, uh, but that's how Pete Carroll likes it. We we said before the show, or I was telling you before we started, Pete Carroll likes to build his defense on the back forward. And once we get to the linebackers in the secondary, you're going to start to see big names, and you're going to start to see flashy guys, and you're going to start to see guys who are, you know, best at their positions. You know what I mean? And that's how they've always built their team. So, you know, I don't want to get ahead of my, ahead of ourselves, but uh, you know, that's that's the way Pete has always been. His Legion of Boom was always, you know, uh, let's play really great in the secondary, and uh, hopefully that defensive line gets gets where it needs to go. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so let's move let's move on over to the uh, to the defensive defense or the linebackers. Sorry, linebackers. Yeah, yeah. Obviously in Seattle, the main guy here is going to be Bobby Wagner. Dude has been a complete stud for for years. Um, then you have Jordan Brooks, who they just drafted in the first round this year. You have Shaquem Griffin. Those guys are kind of bouncing around. Um, K.J. Wright, and, and that, those are the big names right there, but it's mostly K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner doing the linebacking work. And, and they're they're fantastic. Then 49ers, they run their linebackers pretty much. I mean, the defenses are pretty much the same scheme. Um, mm-hmm. You got Quan. Uh, you got – uh, Drake Greenlaw, and then of course you got Fred Warner. Fred Warner has, I mean, he started. He called the defense his very first game, and he was a third round <laughs> pick out of BYU. Dude has just. It seems that throughout his career, like every single game, he just gets a little bit better. And, and I feel like most guys, like, oh, it's like, oh, he had a hiccup. It's like, no, this dude just like started, and he's just a steady incline his whole career. Um, yep. the, the big two names here have got to be Warner and Wagner. Those are the two that are the real big names. I, I think that for me, this is a push. Both have, both have very, very good linebacking cores. And I like the way that both of them are built and they're built to play well in this scheme. So I, I don't have a preference in this, on this position. I mean, it, it, as long as you, if, if you look at the players, like you said, I mean, Bobby Wagner gets the, uh, the nod because he's been doing it longer than Warner, but you can make an argument. Warner is as good as Bobby Wagner ever was. Uh, if not even better than right now. And uh, you named uh, KJ Wright. He's a great player. Great, great second. Uh, great uh, Robin to uh, to uh, Bobby Wagner's Batman. And then you got a guy like, uh, I think you said Shaq Griffin, who uh, has come into the league and he's played well too as a, as a third piece. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, we got Warner, who obviously, in my opinion, is the best middle linebacker in the league. I think he finally surpassed Bobby Wagner last year. Uh, but you can make an argument those guys are 1A and 1B. Um, Quan, who went healthy and on his game, not only brings the energy, but the guy is just a heat-seeking missile. He is a run-stopping fool. He's decent in pass coverage. You know, he has his moments. But the guy brings the brings the heat every every time he steps on the field, and that that's contagious. And then you got a guy like Dre Greenlaw, who's just learning from these guys, who is clearly being coached up beyond his wildest dreams. None of us, there isn't a Niner fan on the planet Earth that thought Dre Greenlaw was going to pick off Russell Wilson in one of the biggest games of the season, and even though we lost that game, uh, and put us in position to win a game that we probably shouldn't have, uh, which we didn't. Uh, but we have three really good linebackers. We have guys who are our fourth and fifth guys. Uh, as, uh, I think his name is Ashir. 
he played really well in spot duty when, when Grillo went down. So we run at least four or five deep uh, on this team. And like you said, I, I'd have to agree with you. This is pretty much a push. I mean, on any given Sunday, you could uh, Seattle's linebackers could play better than ours. And on any given Sunday, ours could. So I, I would agree with you. Uh, you know, you can make arguments here and there for both sides, but uh, for the sake of being uh, you know, not a homer, uh, I, I like the push and I agree with it. Yeah. Um, also, I, I just wonder, like, I, I got to start talking to some Seahawks fans about what they think about Dre Greenlaw. Cause, cause the two biggest games he's had were both against the Seahawks. He had the, the fantastic interception in overtime. And then he had, of course, the big play where he stuffs, I think it's Hollister down at like it the half yard line. And, yeah, and so, so he just decides to make make the big plays against the rivals, which I love to see. But that that one's that one's got to be a push. Hey, if we can dub him the Seahawk killer r- rookie year, we've done something right. So uh, yeah, good on him, man. I'm excited to see his uh, second year. Yeah, big time. Ho- hopefully, he just keeps rolling, and every time we play Seattle, he just comes out and has a huge game. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm hoping that is the case as well. Yes. Um, and then moving to the secondary, I think both the secondaries are good. Um, I'm probably going to lean Seattle, but I'll go, I'll go through them both real quick. Um, for the 49ers, you have Richard Sherman. You have Emmanuel Mosley, probably, I'm, I hope so, um, or Akello. And then you have Quan Williams at, in the nickel, and Quan is a fantastic player, very underappreciated player, extremely underrated. He, he had a great year last year. Might be the best slot cornerback in the league. but Yeah. Um, yeah. Then at safety, you got – Kwaski Tart and Jimmy Ward, both those guys are also underrated. Um, we missed Kwaski last year. It, and granted, we are missing D Ford and Kwaski for pretty much the same time. But mm-hmm. having both of them out was, was crucial to, to the team. It, it, really, it really affected everyone. Um, and then yeah. in Seattle, you got Shaquille Griffin, Shaquem's brother. Shaquille has shown that he's a, he's a very good cornerback. Um, Quandre Diggs plays the nickel there. Trey Flowers is on the other side. He's a good player. Um, and then at safety, you have Marquise Blair. And, of course, the best player out of all these secondaries, Jamal Adams. Uh, massive move to get him. They, they gave up a lot to get him. It was a – They traded a lot, man. It was a that's, Pete Carroll – Pete Carroll style. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big-time Pete Carroll move. Uh, he's, trying to, he's, trying to make, he's trying to win one, one Super Bowl before he retires here. So, I, I think <laughs> yeah, I would probably – getting any younger. Yeah, I think I would probably lean Seattle just – and partially just because Seattle's defensive backs are always so good and they always overperform every year. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, like who's this random, like when the, when the Legion of Boom was there, it was like, Oh, who's this random cornerback too. And the dude would just play lights out. He'd be great. Like, and he'd be yep. like the biggest Browner weakness. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just consistently that they're really good. Um, so I, I got to give Seattle the secondary right here. And, and another big reason, Jamal Adams is a force and, I think it's big that they got him because he will help their pass rush a lot. Um, on the Jets, he he had quite a few sacks. He's had quite a few career Six. sacks. He will probably lead Seattle in sacks. Yeah. And as funny as that sounds, he had six last year with the Jets, but that's just the scheme. You know what I mean? If you can get six sacks out of the safety, more power to you. But if he's, if he's your uh, sack leader, there's probably something wrong. But – they can hide that. Uh, they can hide that defensive line by getting that guy, you know, six to eight sacks next season. Look out, you know. So the dude's if, the dude's a monster. He's the best. He's the best at his position. Yeah. If he wasn't, if he wasn't on the Seahawks, 
like the fit, I would be so excited to watch. Now, I don't want to watch it this year. Like, <laughs> no. But, but it's going to be good. It's going to, he's going to be spectacular there. So that is something that I, I'm looking forward for Seattle's sake. That, that, that one's just going to be really good. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I, I'm excited to see that matchup as well. I think uh, Jamal Adams uh, is probably someone they brought in to try to stop George Kittle. And uh, good luck with that. I hope uh, I hope it pans out for you. Uh, <laughs> I wish you luck, but there's uh, not too not, as as you saw with the Saints. There's not too many secondary players that are going to bring him down. Even That's the Jamal Adams type. That will be a fun matchup. That's like a basketball matchup right there, where it's like, oh yeah, this oh, guy yeah. versus this guy. Um, yep. So that one's gonna that one's gonna be sweet. I, I think that we're gonna see a lot of Seattle games this year, where the 49ers are just pounding the rock. Because they're going to be able to run on Seattle. The defensive line isn't very good. They're going to be able to move the ball that way. Yep. And they're not going to want to mess with, with Jamal Adams. They're not going to, they're not going to put him in, into – like Shanahan's going to scheme around him. So I, I don't think – I honestly don't think that it's going to affect the 49ers games all that much. But it's going to help the Seahawks win more games. And, and that's, that's the bottom line. Like you had a player like Jamal Adams caliber, it's going to help the team a lot. You bet, yeah. You 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 betting you you bet your future because you traded two first round picks. You traded the starting safety that was already there, who was not a bad safety at all. He was a very good player. So uh, you know you mortgage some of your future. You uh, you're banking on this guy not only coming in, but fixing your secondary, uh, raising the secondary's uh, level of play as a whole, and winning more games. I mean. How many more games could they win? They were what, thirteen and three last year? I think twelve. Oh, no, they were four. Twelve and four? Oh no, yeah. we were thirteen and three last year. Uh, you know, and the uh, you bring a guy like him in, so you do win that week seventeen game, so you can be the first seed uh, in the uh, division and the uh, driver's seat for the playoffs. But uh, you know, I'm hoping <laughs> he's not the guy that takes him over the top. But uh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to see. Uh, how Kyle manipulates uh, that defense, especially, um, especially with this new uh, two tight end look that uh, we can hopefully uh, see for the whole season if uh, Jordan Reed stays healthy. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really excited about the season and uh, this roster just top to bottom. I mean, on both teams, I mean, even though you don't know some of the names and some of the key positions, but this is going to be another matchup, man, that uh, is going to go or, uh, <clears throat> do we play them week 17 again this year? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like week 17 every year in this division should always be Seattle Niners because it's, it's always going to come down to that last game and uh, they're the most exciting, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's amazing to me how, even though Seattle's roster doesn't look all that great. And even though ours looks, you know, pretty amazing on paper and we got some really big names, none of that matters none of that matters because these teams are always close they always play each other hard and like i said which is the most annoying thing ever russell wilson always gives them a chance to win absolutely you 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 throw the you throw the paper you throw the death chart out the window you tear up the pieces of paper and that's why you play the game man and that's what makes uh watching this rivalry especially now that you got a big name like uh, jamal adams uh, over there in seattle uh, I wouldn't want it any other way, even though I would love to have a guy like uh, Jamal Adams on our team. I may not want his uh, that contract that he's going to have to uh, 
uh, signed soon. Uh, but it's going to be fun, man. I'm really excited about this season. I'm really excited about these uh, this rivalry, especially because it's always a great one. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a great spot to end it, Mike. I just want to thank you one more time for coming on the show. Um, yeah, man. I'm also I'm also super excited for this season. These two games, these Seahawks Niners, they're so good. My my the favorite game I ever watched was the game where Sherman knocked the ball away from Crabtree at the end. And even though the Four Niners lost, that was the best football game I've ever seen. And and these games are I, I they're good yeah. every single time. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, we the first game came down to a field goal, and the other game came down to a rookie linebacker making the biggest play of his 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 entire life and leaving the ball one inch away from the goal line. I mean, what else do you want, man? This, this season is going to be awesome. I'm hoping we stay healthy. I'm hoping we get to see guys that we haven't seen in a while, especially the guys like Jordan Reed who have been injury prone guys like Trent Taylor, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited. And I think this, this whole team top to bottom, especially in the secondary on our side on the Niners side and the, uh, and on the offense uh, is going to look totally different than it did last year. So, Give me a fun season, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Mike. All right, man. Have a good one. You as well.